Hallelujah. Let's do that right now. Let's magnify him this morning. Oh, Lord, we bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I want to go to the word of the Lord this morning. Praise God. I do feel faith in my spirit for somebody here today. And um, I'm going to preach what I feel in the Holy Ghost this morning. Um, Sister Bliss, I made an amendment to that email. Uh, I added one, and I'm going to take my text from it. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1. Praise God. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas this week. And... um, had a good time with your family and, and all that it brings. And it is good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we are, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I want to preach from this title this morning, The Moments That Matter the Most. The Moments That Matter the Most. Praise God. Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now and lift our voices one more time. I feel His Spirit here this morning. Lord Jesus, let us have ears to hear what the Spirit saith to the church this morning. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, we will receive your word today, hallelujah. Faith is going to be imparted into our spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I wonder if we could give the Lord a great hand clap of praise this morning all over this room, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. That was kind of our little courtesy praise. I wonder if we could do that one more time to the Lord and give him a great hand ovation of praise this morning. Hallelujah. God, you may be seated this morning. The moments that matter the most. When somebody begins to run a long distance, we may have some in the room that may have ran a marathon or half marathon. But when somebody begins to run a race, especially a marathon or a long distance, There's more of a science to it than just getting out and running, trying to make it a long distance. There are points in that race at certain uh, uh, time periods that the body will begin uh, uh, to, to tell the brain how tired it is. And... Uh, 
the body doesn't go into shutdown, but the body begins to tell you, hey, this is a little much. But then at certain points in time, and folks that run on a regular basis or have done this, uh, experience it more, is the body will begin to release what is called endorphins. And it will be basically that second wind in the race where they become energized all over again, even though they have been running for a good period of time. I've ran just enough, played basketball, and, and, and maybe been on an elliptical enough to know that at about 12 minutes is when I will get a second wind when I'm on an elliptical and breaking, when you begin to break a sweat and then uh, my body gets tired, that at about 12 minutes I get another burst of energy. And the longer that you do it, there will be certain intervals in that activity that your body will begin to get tired and tell your brain, hey, it's time to stop. But then if you just press through a little bit farther, there, your, your body begins to release these endorphins and, and your body begins to feel energized and you get what we call the second wind or a third wind or another burst of energy. And folks that run a great distance will be able to time it, basically get it down to a science when they can expect to get that uh, next burst of energy or get that next uh, a wind and be able to continue on uh, and it helps to motivate them mentally knowing that hey if I can make it to 12 minutes if I can make it to 15 minutes then I can make it another short little while somebody that's running a marathon doesn't run it 26 miles at a time they run it just a little portion at a time they run it maybe 10 15 or 20 minutes at a time and they can, they can tell themselves, hey, I'm not gonna, if I'm going to quit, I'm not going to quit now. I'll quit in 10 minutes. I'll quit in 15 minutes because they know that if they just look at the race and break it down into small little increments, they can run the entire thing because they know at certain uh, uh, levels or certain increments, their body is going to get a second win, and they know they can run just a little bit farther. I've come to tell you today on this 52nd Sunday of 2020 that some of us, maybe all of us, have done this week to week. Maybe every two weeks to every two weeks because we're told, hey, this is only for two weeks. And then at the end of two weeks, oh, we're going to be shut down some more. Oh, we're going to be shut down some more. And, and we've gone through these intervals over this past year. But first of all, I want to tell somebody this morning that while this has been a very trying and a taxing year, you have made it to the end of a year that seemed like there was a whole lot more crammed into it, that seems like there was a whole lot more time crammed into this year. You made it to the end when the end didn't seem to be in sight just a little while ago. I think we could think thank God for just a moment, stop and thank the Lord that he's kept his hand on us through this entire year. Let's do that right now. Lord, we thank you for keeping your hand upon us every step of the way. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, Lord, because this has been a trying year, and we thank you for your hand of protection upon us. Hallelujah. Running a marathon 
And what we see in Scripture, we see the, 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 the walk with God or this time of living for God, it is referred to as a race. The marathon, 26 miles, you don't just, you don't just up and run 26 miles your first time. If you're going to do it, you must begin to train in stages for the 26, what is it, 26.2 miles that is ran. You've got to learn it as a process of conditioning your body in order to be able to endure the distance. If you'll look at the difference of physique of somebody who is fast at the 100-meter dash and somebody who runs 26.2 miles, they are built physically entirely different. These men that get into that in the Olympics that will run the 100-meter dash, they spend a lot of time in, uh, uh, in a weight room, and they are very physically fit. They, they are as fit as anybody else, and they have conditioned their body for that short sprint. They've got a lot of weight on them in terms of how their body is built uh, with the muscles on their body. They are normally men that look like they could compete in some type of weightlifting event because they have conditioned their body uh, 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 to, to, for that short sprint for the fast twitch muscles in their body, but not somebody who runs a marathon. Somebody who runs a marathon cannot stand to have the weight of, of all of the muscle that a, a sprinter has, and so they've got to control their diet differently. They can't, they, they can't afford to have the weight on them if they're going to make it the distance, and so they have to choose to eat differently and to exercise differently. All of the, 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 the mechanics of their lifestyle have got to be vastly different than somebody who can run a 100-meter dash and do it in record time. And I want to tell that this, uh, uh, the, what we are in right now is definitely a marathon. It is not a sprint. This has been, as an example, a very long year that we've had to grit our teeth and get rid of some things and make up our mind. We're going to make it this week and we're going to make it through the next couple of weeks. We don't know what's around the bend next week or next month, but, but you made it this far. And let today be the final Sunday uh, of 2020. Just serve as a reminder to every one of us that when when the spirit realm is going crazy and when we're feeling the pressure of everything in our world that we can make it we can make it that there's even though it's difficult and even though it's mentally and spiritually taxing God's church is going to make it every step of the way we've just got to make up in our mind I can't run the whole year all at one time if I've got to go week to week then I'll go week to week if I've got to go Sunday to Tuesday then I'll I'll do it, but I'm going to make it. 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 I'm going to make it some way or somehow. Let me tell you about the moments that matter the most. The moments that matter the most in this race that we're running are the moments that our body wants to shut down, are the moments that my spirit feels like quitting, but I'll just tell myself if I can make it past this, I can get that second wind in my spirit, and I know I can make it just a little bit farther. The moments that matter the most is when we don't feel like making it all the way and when I'm simply enduring. God is finding out who is willing to endure because in this, in this race that we are running, there are moments when somebody's running a marathon where they are simply enduring it and there's no joy there. 
But when somebody gets that second win, all of a sudden it becomes fun again. When they see how much progress they are making, all of a sudden they feel uh, they feel the motivation all over again. And the same is true in our walk with God. And especially during this time right now, we have definitely gone through some trying times of just having to endure. Not a whole lot of fun all the time. But I'm enduring it because I know there's a greater day that's ahead of me. And let me tell you this morning, there is a greater day that is ahead of us. One thing that we have is we have hope for a greater day. We live in a hopeless world, but God's church has hope. We live in a hopeless society right now, but God is speaking hope to us today that just in front of us, there's a second wind. Just in front of us, there is blessing in front of us. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. There is, there is a part of this that is simply enduring. And let me tell you this morning that you have, you have made it. You, we didn't think the end of 2020 would ever come. And once we've gotten through the, the year of vision, we definitely see things perfectly now. We definitely see things better than we've probably ever seen them. We see a lot of things more clearly than we've ever seen them. But let me tell you, what you've got to do is you've got to look in the mirror and see at the same time that you can make it when your mind is made up. When you, when you make up your mind, you're going to make it even if it's difficult. God is going to see us through. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 1 through 3, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. What this year has been to the church is it, it has been a year of training and positioning. It has been a year where we have felt the pressure from different directions that we have never felt pressure from before. We have experienced things this year and, and we have experienced pressures that we have never been accustomed to and we have just now become acquainted with this year. And God has allowed the pressure to mount on different sides and he's trying to figure out who's going to endure hardness as a good soldier. Training in the military is meant, meant much training in the military for those to go to a higher level in the military is simply meant to figure out who will not quit when it gets hard. Navy SEALs go through a week called Hell Week. It's five days of, of, uh, of, of very, very minimal sleep, around 45 minutes, maybe an hour of sleep every night. They roll them around in the cold water in San Diego. Sand is in their clothes. They're doing a 1,000 push-ups a day, a 1,000 sit-ups a day. They have to run uh, over a mile just to eat their, their breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a, with a, a log uh, lifted over their head. And, and all of this is not necessarily to train them and condition them. When they reach that point, they're already trained and conditioned. The point of, all, uh, of, of Hell Week is just to figure out who will quit when they're tired, cold, and hungry. 
Because if you'll quit when you're, when you're tired and when you're cold, you'll quit when bullets are flying over your head. If you'll quit when all you are is tired and you're cold and, and you're living this way and you're sleep deprived, when the fighting really starts, then you'll quit then. And so this particular period of training is just to find out who will say, I can't do this. Who will say, I can't make it all the way. Who will say that this is a little too much for me. And they try to get them to quit. They try. They get in their ear and those drill sergeants try to do everything they try to say everything they talk to them and they try to convince them that they can quit they'll tell them about the nice warm bed that is waiting on them and 12 hours of sleep they'll tell them about what kind of food is waiting on them if they'll quit they'll they'll try every tactic they're not they're not trying to get them to quit but what they're trying to find out is are you going to still stand with your brothers when the bullets are flying over your head and I believe the Lord has done the same thing and allowed the same thing to happen to his church and say you can you can you can quit if you want to and there's all kinds of comforts in this world for you you can quit right now but there's some folks here today that in the moments that mattered the most when you had to when you had to encourage yourself in the Lord you made it all the way and let me tell you that you may feel a little bit tired in your spirit this morning it may have been a long journey but it's it's worthwhile and it's 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 appropriate to stop a few moments and say we made it, we made it, we made it, we made it. It's been difficult, it's been hard, but I have made it this far. And if God can take me this far, he can take me as far as he wants to. I wonder if you lift your hands for a moment and just thank him for that right now. Somebody lift your voice to him. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let me tell you, the moments that matter the most is when you don't feel God. The moments that matter the most is when you don't feel the goosebumps. The moments that matter the most is when you don't feel like praying, but you pray anyway. The moments that are ultimately going to matter the most in your life, in the marathon of living for God, is when you feel like doing something else, but you live for God anyway. Is when you feel like throwing in the towel, but you keep on serving God anyway. Is when you feel hell coming against you but you fight back anyway is when you don't feel everything that you should feel but you keep on putting one foot in front of the other let me tell you the moments that matter the most is when the air is stale and it's hard to break through but you pray anyway is when it takes a long time to connect with the Lord but you do it anyway I've come to preach to somebody on this last day of this terrible year that God is still on the throne that he is still in control and you have made the moments that matter matter the most you have pressed through you have lived for God when it's been hard and I'm telling you there is a crown of righteousness there is blessing there is a reward on the other side of serving God in the moments that matter the most hallelujah the Bible tells us about the 11th hour workers. 
that we are going to serve God and live for God and work in the kingdom. And in the final hours of, of, of b- before the rapture of the church, there are going to be many souls that come into the kingdom and they begin to work and labor in the kingdom and they're going to receive the same reward. They're going to go to the same heaven. They're going to see the same Jesus. They're going to experience the glory of heaven and, 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 and living forever while we have lived for God so much longer. But let me tell you that, 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 that we are here for a specific reason. We God has placed us here at this time to endure the hardship that another generation will maybe not endure, to endure times and seasons that other people will be swept into the kingdom and will be raptured with the church that they didn't go through what we went through, and that's okay. That's why we're here. We're enduring some things for another generation. We're enduring some things for another wave of souls that are going to come into the kingdom in this last day and in this last hour. Our endurance is is not for nothing. Our endurance has a reward at the end of it. Our endurance is not just God being cruel to his church, but let me tell you this morning that every day, every week, and every month that you have endured, God has taken notes, and let me tell you this morning that there is a reward that is waiting on us. There is something just around the corner. There is something just on the horizon that there is going to come a point where the endurance is not low, is no longer endurance, but there is rejoicing, and there is a reward that is waiting on you, and that is waiting on me. Hallelujah. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. There's always a flip side to the difficulty. There's always a, a, a flip side to the pain and to the tears and to the enduring. There's, there's coming a second wind to the church. The church has had its wind knocked out of us right now. We've been scrambling and trying to figure this thing out for nine months. And this is around the world. The, the, it's, it's like all of a sudden we reached a place where we were running and we're doing what God told us to do. And then and all of a sudden encountering all these things just took the wind out of the church. But let me tell you right now, there's a second wind coming. And when that second wind hits the the body of Christ, when it hits the kingdom of God, there's going to be fresh uh, uh, energy in our spirit. There's going to be a fresh wind that we have. We're going to run like we've never ran before. There's going to be revival like we've never experienced before. Oh, just wait until we get our second wind because we made it through the moments that mattered the most. Let me tell you, if we don't endure these times, we don't get that second wind but I've made up in my mind I'm going to make it to the next wind I'm going to make it to the next outpouring I'm going to make it to the next end gathering there's coming a time in the church where your faith is going to be restored where your spirit is going to be restored where you're going to have fresh faith and have fresh uh, energy in your spirit oh yes it's coming let's love the Lord right now in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, throw your nets on the other side. They say, Lord, we've been out all night and we have taken nothing. We've been fishing all night long. Nevertheless, Lord, at thy word. Let me tell you, the, the end gathering of, of great harvest, 
of the harvest that is beyond what we can naturally do is only at the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you that there's, we can get, we can get uh, uh, caught up in trying to do what we can do in our flesh. But let me tell you the harvest that, that is going to come to the church that God was trying to explain and show to his disciples. When, when, when the Bible says that they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and they pulled the fish in and their nets began to break and they had to call the boats around them to help preserve the great multitude of fishes that they had just caught. This, this ingathering of souls doesn't happen because of anything we did. And he was proving to his disciples, you've been fishing all night and you've taken nothing, but let me speak a word. And in one moment's time, God says, okay, now it's time. And God does it. And there's going to come a time, hear me, that it seems like the church as a whole, we've been fishing all night and haven't caught the harvest that we wanted to. And there is a desire in the oneness apostolic movement for end time harvest. There is a, there is a desire that bleeds through the oneness apostolic movement for an end time harvest in these last days. You can hear the theme of it throughout our entire movement. We, it, it bleeds out of us and we desire it. We are hungry for it. We're not just hungry for the here and now but we are hungry for what God is going to do in the earth and there's going to come a time in the morning when the sun rises that Jesus is going to say okay I want you to put your nets on the other side and our natural response is going to be we've been doing this all night and it hasn't happened but nevertheless at thy word they had been out all night fishing, but what they didn't understand is God just had them in position for when the morning came and Jesus told them, okay, now put your nets on the other side. And they enclosed a great multitude of fish. Hear me right now, that in the moments that matter the most is when we're out and we're fishing and we're catching nothing, but God is just getting us in position. God is just positioning his people, his church for the moment that he says, okay, now is the time. And there's going to be great harvest and there's going to be great revival because Jesus said now is the time. Let me tell you this morning, the moments that matter the most is sometimes when we're enduring, when nothing is happening, when we're enduring and we're not seeing what we know God is going to do. But I'm just going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on enduring because there's coming a second wind to the church this morning. There's coming a second wind into the body of Christ, into the kingdom. And at that time, there's going to be great harvest and great revival. So I'm going to run with patience the race that is set before us. When, Mar when, when everything shut down in March, it was just going to be two weeks. It's been a long two weeks, nine months later. And here we are still dealing with everything. And I would love to say everything's going to disappear when 2021 comes. But, you know, hang on. We don't know what's going to happen. It could change next week. Or it could, it, it, it's however long the Lord says it is. But hear me this morning that, that you have made it. Here we are at the end, number 52 of 2020. 52 weeks, 52 Sundays that you, are, that you have made it to the house of God. And yet here you are this morning in the house of the Lord, making it sometimes one step at a time. But there's coming a shift, hear me, where it's not going to be just one step at a time or one, or one week at a time. There's, there's going to be a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost in your spirit. And there's going to be productivity like you've never seen 
seen it before in your life and God is going to breathe a second wind into his body be not weary in well doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not or if you don't relax if you don't if you don't fall away if you faint not there is a reward that is coming hear me this morning the moments that matter the most are when you're doing what you know you need to be doing even when you don't have the feelings and the emotions even when you don't feel it that's when it matters the most but the enemy wants to come in and say you're not making any progress right now nothing's happening nothing's going on but let me tell you the moments that matter the most is when you're living for God and you're doing everything you know to do when you don't feel it I'm going to tell you it's going to lead us to the place where there is a great reward where there is great harvest and a great thrust forward in the kingdom of God Sometimes you have to endure. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There's some things that the Lord has allowed to come into our life just to toughen us up. That we can realize we can make it. If we've got to shut down, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got to make these adjustments, we've got to, we've got to live with this anxiety or uh, uh, knowing what's going to happen. I don't know. There's been a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions that, that have uh, 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 come against me that I've experienced that I don't really like, to be honest with you, that I wish I didn't have to deal with. But guess what? The Lord has allowed it to come in, and he's allowed us to deal with certain things. But let me tell you, there's a training that is happening, and God has uh, is training and positioning his people, his church, his uh, uh his church in the earth for such a time as this. The moments that have mattered the most. And we are living through that time right now. But let me tell you, there's a second wind that's coming into the church. There's a second wind that's going to hit this congregation. We've experienced them, seasons of what seemed like great progress or seasons that seemed like we were being set back, seasons where we're scratching our head trying to figure out what and where does this lead? What's going on here? How, we, how do we navigate this? Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we're going to reap if we faint not. I don't know how you feel this morning, but I've come with a word that I'm not going to turn back. I have nothing else to go back to. I have, I have no other options. God has brought us this far. You've got new strength in your spirit that you didn't have nine months ago. You've got new, you've got new strength in your heart and in your life you didn't have when March rolled around. But you've just got to say in your spirit, Lord, I made it this far. I made it this far. I'm not turning around now. God, you've, you've helped me along. There's been some frustrating times. It took all of my strength to get anything productive done. It took all of my strength just to get here. It took all of my strength just to do what I knew, what used to be easy. But in the moments that mattered the most, I, could put, I kept putting one foot in front of the other, and I kept moving forward. But to those that are a part of the kingdom of God, We've got hope that nobody else does. And at the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to say, let down your nets on the other side. 
And there's going to be great productivity that comes where it seems like we've done the same thing over and over and over and caught nothing. In the moments that mattered the most, I kept on walking. I kept on running. I kept on doing what I knew I needed to do. I wonder if somebody would stand at your feet right now. Some of you felt like there's been a lot of wasted time. And I'll be honest with you, there's been a lot of time this year that I, I looked around and I, and I uh, introspectively and, 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 and looked around and, at, at my surroundings and thought, we're not making the progress we need to make. My ultimate desire is that the kingdom of God would be furthered and that there's forward progress. And I've looked around and thought to myself, we're not making the progress we need to make at the rate that we need to make it. I've started doing the math. And anytime we start doing the math, we can get ourselves discouraged real quick. But God has a way in, in just a moment. Just like his disciples out on the Sea of Galilee. They had been all night fishing. And Jesus looked at him and said, let your nets down. And he said it so casually that his disciples were confused a little bit and said, Lord, we, we are fishermen and we know what we're doing. We've been doing this all night long and we have taken nothing. Nevertheless, Lord, at thy word. They had looked at the, that, that, that entire night as possibly a waste of time. When they pulled into shore, they thought to themselves, man, well, we could have just slept tonight. We made no progress. They didn't have anything to take to the market, anything to sell, any productivity. But Jesus is there at the shore. He says, hey, let down your nets. And that entire night that they spent fishing, they thought that they were there to catch fish. They didn't understand they were there just to get in position for the miracle. And God has, has put the world on standstill to get his church in position for the miraculous. We're wondering what's going on here, Lord. Everything's at a standstill. No productivity. Not like I think we should have. But let me tell you, the moments that have mattered the most is we kept on doing what we knew we should have, what we know we should do. We kept on doing it. Said, so, Lord. I'm going to keep living for you. I'm going to keep serving you. I'm going to keep working in the kingdom. I'm going to keep on teaching Bible studies. I'm going to keep on teaching a small group. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on fasting. I'm going to keep on believing. That's the moments that have mattered the most. Let me tell you, there's a second wind that's coming to the church. There's a second wind that's coming to the kingdom. And demonic spirits have been moving through the earth. And God has allowed them to do just that. God has allowed the spirit world to go crazy. But God's not going to let the spirit world, uh, 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 the, the God of this world, have free reign. There's going to come a time where he's going to say, okay, it's my turn. It's time to let your, down your nets. It's time for the miraculous to begin to happen. Join me around this altar this morning. God's going to touch us and give us faith this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know how you feel this morning, but I've got to, I don't, I'm not going to quit spirit today. I've got faith in my spirit this morning that God's going to do something for us.